2: Hello and welcome to the preview show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking into all things English Town. I am your host, Rich Woodward, and I'm delighted to welcome back the brilliant Harry from Bath. Harry, how's it going? All good here, all good here, Rich. Uh, waiting for the snow. Yes, yeah, so am be... I. I'm, <laughs> I'm prepared.
3: You've got your snow gloves.
2: I have my Marcus Stewart special gloves. (laughs) Superb. They're absolutely superb. Oh, dear. I'll tell you, everybody,
3: we're we're recording at, what, quarter past seven on uh, Thursday evening. The BBC have been threatening snowmageddon, which all Leicester fans all love and adore. And we've been waiting all evening. There's not a fleck outside. I'm really annoyed. I've been waiting for snow to happen. And you know when you are we are promised snow, you expect snow, and there's no sign of it. So we don't even need your gloves, Rich. Though no, I've
2: taken them off now. It's gone.
3: Yeah, uh, they're, and they're very nasty as well, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, so... Thank you very much. Oh, I okay. wear them
2: to work and everyone yeah. loves them. <laughs> How are you doing anyway? Have you had a good week?
3: Yeah, it's been a good week. It's good. Yeah, as I say, sort of, sort of digesting last week's frustration and uh, looking, forward to, looking forward with renewed optimism to what we can do to this lot. We have a good record at home to them. And your shirts... Mm. This week's have a shirts. yes they have an interesting recollection you've yeah. got I, I definitely I can recognise the one from Mick's era yes. which is so that would have been 20 that's the In, it's the 14-15 it's
2: a nondescript 2-1 oh, home win
3: oh it's one of those kind of dreary Mick wins wasn't it yes. that everyone's we just turned out
2: three points which frankly I take a a grunty 3-2-1 win any time at the moment. But, um, the other, so, yeah, so that's the 14 season. So, so, what's the other one then? This that's, one um... is 2003-2004 yeah. season, I think. And I believe this is Tony Mowbray's only win as Ipswich Town manager. Oh, wow. A manager that we wish we'd all had. Um, <laughs> a 2-1 win, another 2-1 win against Sheffield Wednesday as well. So, yeah, 2003-4 yeah. season, I think it is, or 2002, yeah, 3-4 yeah that makes sense yeah first season back in the in the championship division one as it was then so yes so good 2-1 links there I was hoping that I had the one from the 4-1 game from the first game of the season do you remember when um, Alan Lee twice and Gary Roberts and Francis Jeffers Mm. had signed for Sheffield Wednesday in the summer Mm. having turned us down Mm. Um, so that was why but I didn't unfortunately my collection is a bit sparse on that kind of mid noughties era so I need to get on eBay so there we go. Should we um should we chat Villa then? Um, yeah, let's talk,
3: Let's talk, Let's get this out of the way. Yeah, Do wanna, go on. Uh,
2: where, where, well? Shall I mention? Let's, let's say two words, and see what the response is for people who um, I know what you're going to um, well, uh, Keith Stroud. Go yeah. On. Let's. I've made a couple a little bit of little bullet points on this. There was
3: before the we 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 chat about what we're going to talk about. So sort of just no no major overmanaged running order, but with things that might flag up. Um, ahead of the show And before last week's show There was a WhatsApp discussion About whether Should we mention Keith Stroud And I just thought No, refs can't You know, we've got Jeremy Simpson Surely Stroud can't be that bad He's not going to have an impact He's a ref He's neutral You know, don't expect anything And Kablam
2: Literally Well, always Yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah And uh, and, it's, what, and the trouble is People were worried about it I, I saw on Twitter, I think Someone posted about it on Wednesday or Thursday next week, um, last week, and you kind of think, "Oh, it's so easy to go for it," as you mm-hmm. say, but it yeah. just t- it turned the game into a bit of a joke at times. Yeah, um, such yeah. was the kind of significance of the decisions, and it's always Huge. like he's he's he wants to be centre stage. I, m- yeah. I mentioned it on the flagship show. It's a yeah. really selfish streak in a referee, I think, to want to be the centre of attention. But he's absolutely one of those refs, and it yeah. just, just ruins the game as a spectacle. As, well, unless you're the team that he's giving the decisions for, and Villa certainly got a couple of lucky breaks, it has to be said. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's a Clive Thomas, isn't it? It's that oh. syndrome again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. It's the same thing. I mean, the only comment I made, it's, I mean, Stroud and Simpson, it sounds like a... It says, um, <laughs> it's a the crappy building... comedy duo. <laughs> exactly. It's a, the, the danger I have with this is, because uh, years ago I refereed rugby back in the way back in the archives and i knew because rugby is a more flexible game in terms of how you, how you interpret it as a ref can shape a lot of the game but the parallels are there the danger with people like him or, or jeremy simpson refereeing is that players start playing play, playing to their version of the rules yes rather than the official international board rules because yes. they think they can black penalties they can black set pieces out of them they will start doing it and I mean that was I've, I've a mate who's a Villa fan he came in on Sunday he hadn't seen the goal and there was a gif running of it that you could show and um, on my Twitter feed and I showed it to him and he just apologised straight away he said oh my god no I didn't realise it was that mm. Um, mm. You, know, the, you know that's from a a diehard Villa fan he hadn't he hadn't just hadn't been he'd been working the previous day and the first chance he'd, he'd literally first thing Sunday morning I don't know
2: It's a really fair point, though, about players playing to Stroud's set of rules, and Villa Villa tuned into that much quicker than we did. I think second half we kind of figured it out, but we were naive.
3: We we were naive as well under Mick. That used to happen as well. There were players up. You know, it's such a streetwise league. You've got got to be clued into this stuff because that could be the little margin that makes the difference between one and three points, as Mm. as was the case last week. It's so frustrating.
2: Yeah. Um, two other bits on on Villa before we move on yeah, cool, um, sure. one of the things that we talked about beforehand before we started recording which I think is mm. quite a neat thing for us to start to build in the point that you made I think you were quoting Allardyce about um the time it takes new signings to fit in we're now yeah. at seven signings for the January window and I think we've got a question about um yeah. what that says about Marcus Evans um,
3: yeah
2: quana and um Collins again with a pick for me for the new signings, and Judge has started to click in a little bit as well. He was a lot yeah. more active and contributing <laughs> a lot more all around the pitch. Actually, um, yeah, maybe it's time for us to kind of keep an eye on the new signings and and w- whether that kind of um, whether they're getting up to match pace because yeah. the gap is still seven points, which is good. Other teams around us are losing um, as well, but that won't last forever. No, and we're kind of both at a point that at some point we need to hit this run of where we get two wins in a week or maybe even three weeks, three wins in a week as well. Yeah. Um, we're probably not quite there yet, but maybe no. Villa was a sign of getting there maybe, Kwan particularly, I think.
3: Yeah, it's slowly coming into focus. My, I mean, obviously you were at the game, but my understanding was is that once Sears pulled that goal back, the whole mood in the ground changed.
2: Yeah, absolutely it did, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame that <laughs> there was the chance for Celleber, who um, I thought it was his best game actually that I've seen for quite a while for Celleber.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: and, yeah, bear, yeah.
3: Oh, sorry. Bear, bear in mind as well that as the attacking quartet start to synchronise, but more and more, then you will see the rest of the players start to synchronise, and their performance levels go up as well. Because mm. when the you know you know when poor old um, Jordan Roberts was running around up up upon his own heroically up front, bless him, you know that then put a lot more pressure on the rest of the team because they knew, the opponents knew that we had nothing, therefore they could come after us, as we start to. As, we say, as that little group start to work more effectively up front as a unit, you will see, I think you will see more possibly creatively from Chalaba, you know, you'll see a more, a more positive dynamic, side to his game you know he'll blossom in that last run does that that, that make sense yeah Yeah. no absolutely it does I think one
2: thing that Ben and I both picked out on the flagship show was how isolated Keane was and it was kind of a throwback to maybe um, a few games end of last year where Jackson Ken Jackson particularly was isolated second half though everyone kind of got up the pitch a little bit more and, and what you saw as well is judge kind of demanding a little bit more out of everyone and being a bit Good. frustrated when people maybe took the wrong option or maybe picked mm. a bad pass. And I think that's what we kind of needed as well. We needed a higher caliber of player to bring everyone up. Yeah. Collins is perhaps was arguably doing that for chambers, but it feels yeah. like judges is maybe <coughs> demanding more of those around him in midfield as well. Do you think that's much in that? that?
3: My, yeah. And also that could be happening in training during the week. Yes. Yeah. Well, great show. Bear, bear, bear that in mind as well. Um, so you feel, can you can you see the attacking quartet? Can you see them synchronising more and more from having seen the game live? I mean, I'm just going on, what are the highlights on I On the
2: second half performance, yeah. But don't, and let's not forget that corner came off the bench second yeah. half. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Judge is a good player anyway. So yeah. he just needed much um, sharpness, I think, rather than anything else. Yeah. And he's still getting there. Um, Sears, I think, suddenly figured out where he needed to be. In context of where Quana was, which I think worked yeah. quite well, um, so it will be interesting to see who he goes with if he goes, which he probably will, one up front, whether yeah. it's Quana or Keane, because I thought Quana was actually quite effective down the right hand side, the and he had a big be. chance down the middle as well. So yeah. maybe, maybe it'll be a you know judge drop, yeah. judge back a little bit. I don't know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's getting there. Mm. Um, so I go. I'd, ha- I'd
3: have Kwana out wide, and I'd have Judge in off. Withdrawn. That, that's for what it's worth. Kwan, they, I keep going back to what Huddersfield fans said. Even joking aside about the, his heading ability, etc. It's that he's an assister. He is an assister, and he, you know, he was the highest number of assists last season in the Premier League. So if he can do that there, he can surely, you know, he'll, he should be able to produce those for us as well. He can, if he can produce quality out wide for us, that's brilliant. It'll also it'll stretch defenses. It'll and it will force them back, which allows us to push forward. Anyway, yeah. So yeah.
2: quite a lot of those seven signings. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. Need, have needed this kind of match fitness um, mm. practice to get back up to match fitness and be sharp. One player who yeah. shouldn't need that, who played a couple of weeks ago for, for Aston Villa and assigned today, is, um, is James Bree. Um, yeah. Have you got any points on him? We didn't mention him in passing, <laughs> did we last week? Yeah. Um, yeah. Any more detail on him yeah. that you want to share?
3: Yeah. Well, it's kind of the first thing is the head scratcher in terms of why. You would have thought Dean Smith trying to introduce a more Brentford model of football into the team. Bree, being a 21-year-old, kind of, you know, peppery, you could say. I'm not sure he is actually that, to be fair. I don't think he's necessarily sort of an effervescent player. But you would have thought a a bright young prospect under Smith would be somebody he'd want to cultivate. But um, the one thing they did say, though, is he needs more games. He needs more minutes on the pitch which he probably would get with us they like him they think he's, conf- he's confident um, they did criticise a lot of his speculative crossfield balls but then he's 21 that could be a lack of experience more than anything else um, but um, the passing was the thing that he felt that he needed to work on um, but in other terms looking back over his comments in previous from previous assessments I've done when, we, when he was more of a fringe player they think you know lots of composure lots of composure somewhat one-footed um, right foot looked decent, but his left is there to stand on. That was a couple of years ago. That might have changed. Calm on the ball. That that comes across, and he can get up and down the line. It'll be the old end product thing. That'll take time to come. Um, and his physic, his positioning has improved. Um, makes no glaring errors. Um, so he's kind of you know he's growing into Championship football. So in that sense, he should be a he should be a neat fit. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Pennington has had a good fist of playing right back, and he was he was yeah. decent enough against uh, Villa. But it's, yeah. it's a position for, 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 I don't know what kind of reasons. We've never really had a consistent no. right back, have we? No. Uh, it's just crazy. I'm, I mentioned this a few times now. I'm doing, um, it's hopefully coming out quite soon, another video, kind of a, an extended video for the channel. Um, and yeah. was looking at um, our right back, even in, you know back to the 14, 15 season, where it was mm. um, Chambers and I think Jonathan Parr possibly. And yeah. even then it was kind of um, Chambers as a centre back and right back and mixed in fancy Par. Um, yeah, and just yeah, crazy how long it's been.
3: And if memory serves him right, power was primarily a left back who would often then switch across. He yeah, had that exactly ability right. when he, when he played for Palace under Dougie Friedman, If memory serves right, that's what he used to do there. He was he uh, his versatility kind of kind of elevated him a little yeah, bit. And he, and yeah, and he's, he's he's also yeah.
2: played wide midfield, I think, as well. So yeah, yeah so any. <laughs> a round peg in a round hole at right back. I think all of us can get on board with that and yeah. certainly decent mm-hmm. enough pedigree there. So yeah, I suspect he'll probably start, won't he on Saturday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, talking of Saturday, should we move ahead and, and look at our opponents? Yeah. Um, so Sheffield Wednesday, um, on the back of a unsurprising FA Cup defeat away to Chelsea. Um, and a game that we had back in August, with, not without controversy, um, the two one defeat, including the setting yep. off of N C Island. We've goodness, we've mentioned Jeremy Simpson without even realising that <laughs> that was the moment where he came into our uh, into our understanding. Um, the, the, the dread <laughs> so. hand of
3: the dread hand of doom, yes, yes. Um,
2: uh. and kind of the making of N C Island one minute and then um, mm. walk of shame after that. So, um, a couple of well, management change, um, yep. Luhukai gone, um, Agnew yeah. in temporary charge, and Steve Bruce coming in. And for his first match on Saturday, we'll talk about him in a bit and um, stuff that happened on BBC as well. Um, Shall I quickly go through their team? Um, I think some of the stuff we said in our preview earlier in the season is that, and you mentioned it before we kicked off earlier, is this was a team that was constructed with promotion very much in mind a couple of seasons ago and probably, obviously, the money is gone. There's some off-the-field issues there that are also... It might be a problem as well. Um yeah. but this is a squad that has got quality but it's perhaps on the wane a little bit. Um yeah. so I think it was a four two three one on the day. I think they I think we yeah. matched up to them. So it's Dawson goal, um back four of Palmer, leese Thornley and Penny. Um I think it was a sitting two of Pellupesi and Bannum. Um, yeah. and then a three of Matthias um, Adam Reacher at that point was scoring worldies every other week and they've kind of dried <laughs> up a little bit um, yeah. Lucas Yao, who did the damage Yeah, who I think had been on a really barren run of scoring form and obviously players form totally goes out the window when they play against us and they go off on another good run and up front the big man the tank that is Anthony Newhu yeah. um, who obviously I think he was kept on purely because of that last minute goal That he scored against us, possibly the season before. Season before, yeah. He can do it. Yeah. (laughs) So, I don't think they've ever made a a massive amount of changes since then. Obviously, injuries and form have had a factor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before I let you kick off as well, for Mm -hmm. everyone listening and all watching online, we are recording this just before the transfer window closes. So, we are doing this with the knowledge of what we were able to glean before we Started yeah, recording. so three yeah. players in that we know two low two alones, and one I'll let you talk about as well. So yeah. Rolando Aaron's a winger from Newcastle, Ashraf Lazar, left midfielder, left back, and a familiar face, Harry, mm. potential right back.
3: Yeah, we're just talking about uh, right backs. Dominic Iorfa might be coming in. Well, he's not might be coming in, he's I think he's he's, yeah, he's, he's, now. he's joined permanently. Um, he's left Wolves, um, as we speak. They're breaking news, no, um, so he's going in. They have. I hate saying this every week we talk about teams they lack pace apart from one good guy who inevitably kills us and they're always suspected at left at full back and we can never do anything about it. Here's yeah. another crowd who have exactly the same situation. They can't organize their midfield. They've got one quick guy and they've got struggling full backs. But um, they're doing something about the full backs with the two that I think Lazar will play as a full back and Iorfa will play as a right uh, left back, Iorfa right back. So um, okay. interesting because they, was well, their, their full backs aren't as problematic. As Aston Villas were last week, where they were hammering halfway up the field,
2: but oh, quickly, they are... very quickly, Neil Taylor yeah. we called spot on. By the way, yeah, he come was on. very poor all game, gave the ball away constantly, mm. always up the pitch, caught yeah. out of position. So um, that was a great spot.
3: Yeah. yeah, all over the, you know, he is. The, it's this. I think the problem with the existing fullbacks, which we'll come on in detail and talk about, is that they're they're good, but they're not. They're a bit meh if I can use that phrase. They're a little bit mediocre. They're, they're, they're squad players. They would be good bench options, but they're there's um yeah, there, there, there's a they're not going to make a big difference. Um, they're, they're, um, whereas they would hope that Lazar and Iorfa might actually add an extra bit of athleticism and dynamism out wide. But anyway, but that's all. That's all to come. So as I say, deadline day, we're just monitoring. I think we think Sam Winnell and always been linked with Sunderland, but we will probably pass on him as well. He was a he was a fifth choice striker. They have a lot of strikers, but they they have been struggling to score goals. But that is often the case as well. Anyway, yeah, Sheffield Where do you Wednesday. Want to um, shall we start? It's some, well. Let's start with Steve Bruce because it's important to talk. He hasn't. This is his first game in the bench. Yep. Uh, on the actual dugout. The dugout uh, yep. um, in the dugout. Um, as one of the Wednesday fans said, it's the night before Bruce Miss was their cor- <laughs> their corny way of describing it. Um, they they went. It's an interesting narrative building up to this. They, they were in in the playoffs at the in o- going into the October transfer window, and then they had a collapse of form, which saw Luhukai dismissed just before christmas bruce was appointed on the first of january or the second of january just at the turn of the year but he asked and the club agreed to defer his actual going in in loco as we're going into the into the club for a month hence that's why he's coming on to get he starts against us um on the he comes onto the onto the dugout against us um for personal reasons, and I just want to talk about this briefly because it came up in the context of the televised um, Chelsea FA Cup match on Sunday. Yeah, there was some
2: yeah foots in mouth or whatever you want to call it. There
3: were, yeah. Now, the reason Bruce stepped stepped out for this extra month was because of the stress he'd had in his previous job at Villa. He needed time out. He'd had a couple of minor operations that he needed to recuperate from, and it was reported that his family had agreed with him He lost both his parents within a couple of months of each other last year and so the guy needed, you know, he needed some headspace. You know, we we understand how it's utterly stressful. Managers, you know, you're doing your job in sodium light so you need time just to recuperate. Um, It's
2: really easy to forget that football people are human beings as well. Yeah exactly you know, i can't imagine what that would be like you know so yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just shocking
3: yeah it was shocking but anyway but the the the, the, the what was shocking from our point of view was that in the, 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 i was reading the match day thread through of the chelsea um, game just to get their comments tactical observations etc but they were hammering into danny, danny murphy in particular over he may, i think there was some ill-informed criticism of why bruce hadn't gone in at the beginning of january why did he need this month out and the thing it put the finger on for me because i got murphy to be fair i think has held his hands up and he's kind of he went on to
2: sport, i think and kind of admitted that he'd not done the research on it yeah exactly
3: That's the problem. And The other criticism Sheffield Wednesday fans said was that 90% of the discussion was about Chelsea. They were the make-weights. It was a bit like the Harlem Globetrotters and they needed some Stooges to play against. It was all about Hudson-Odoi. It was all about Higuain. It was all about Chelsea. This Chelsea, that Chelsea, the other. BBC, take a long, hard look at yourselves because that's the reason podcasts like this are taking off. Because they're simply failing to cover, apart from BBC Suffolk, who do a fantastic job, um, you know, the national coverage outside of the golden circle of clubs is yeah. dismal. It's absolutely dismal. Uh,
2: and yeah, an extension of that point as well is, is actually who, who cares about Chelsea? We know so much about bloody Chelsea mm. on Sky Sports, on BBC, on BT Sport, yeah. the big six or whatever, talked yeah. about constantly what yeah. people watching BBC one on a Sunday afternoon, watching football, maybe young kids as well. Don't understand mm. is Sheffield Wednesday, a team with history actually. Um, yeah. And, you know, a, a real pedigree. You know, not on falling kind of on difficult times in terms of being a, a league below maybe where historically they might yeah. have been. So why not use it as an opportunity to educate people on where Sheffield Wednesday have been? Yeah, well, that it's easy to talk about bloody Chelsea, isn't it? And yeah. oh, sorry, you know, and is it you know nope. is Hazard off and is Blimin? Mean, mm. We talked about a doy off and all that kind of stuff. Who, who cares? There's enough bloody yeah. content of that stuff. Um, so put some effort in and talk about someone who's a bit different and educate Mm -hmm. people, absolutely, but anyway, yeah, good good on you for calling it out, Harry, and and yeah, good on on Danny Murphy for a bit of a backtrack and and apologising for it, but do your research, isn't
3: it? Yeah, it's on the BBC, that one. There's such a rich football, history and culture. It's part of the thing that draws me to looking at different forms every week. You just think every club is an identity, as a personality, as a history, a tradition, a way of seeing the world. And you just want to find a bit more out about that. And I mean Al's talk, the Sheffield Wednesday Forum, it is one of the funniest message boards. Not. I, I, when the south you know God forbid if things, the worst does come to the worst this season it's a, it's a forum I will really miss going on mm. there was the, the Luton match day thread if any Wednesday fans who follow, are on there that, to take, they, they kind of they, they, they played Luton in an FA Cup replay and the game was kind of drifting along a little bit and I think it was a Luton game it, and then they suddenly so, somebody put up a picture of a potato that looked like one of the former players and the managers and it looked a little bit glum and it was really funny and then they all started piling in with these silly that the, the whole thread was utterly derailed, but not in a kind of a negative way because everybody was just thinking, Oh, well, the football well, is there anything happening at the game? Oh, yeah, meanwhile, you know, <laughs> here's some Here's looks yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't you know, bother. I yeah, you know, that's you know, it's that's what it's we're a series of communities, and um, we all just you know, whatever else happens at the end of the season, next season we'll still have each other and we'll still care about each other, and ultimately. Absolutely ultimately bigger things in life and all that. And I saw an
2: interesting tweet, just just last point on this one, an interesting Mm. tweet from a Shiffle Wednesday fan, or it might have been a link to a forum post actually that said, you know, if if going to a Mm. sterile, you know, 90 minute match where there's corporate stuff and, you know, no atmosphere, no singing, no soul, um, and a load of gloss and finesse and, and just no heart, um then maybe yeah. the Premier League isn't all it's cut up to be, and I think there's some truth yeah. in that as well, isn't it? Yeah. What what
3: what are our priorities? Yeah. Anyway. Um, so good to anyway, see
2: Steve Bruce back anyway.
3: Great to see him back. No, it is. Really, really good. He has and to be fair, Wednesday he's got he's got his hands full and they recognise that. Um the club have been They've already had one threatened transfer embargo in August and they announced another one this month. So they've, I don't know how they've managed to work these signings. There have been players coming in and out, so there, there, there's possibly some wheeling and dealing to get particularly the wage bill down. The thing which went... The, yeah, Firstly on Bruce, um, they, the comments, he will have no money, so a miracle is required. They're not necessarily inspired by his style of football, but they're prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think there's a parallel with McLaren, a wise old head... Working with his hands tied a little bit financially, who will be able to produce a well-balanced squad out of what he's got? Yeah. They're pretty much. We set... called,
2: sorry, we we called no. this as the perfect job for Mick, didn't we? I think back. In, yeah, we did. Yeah, and always... they, they. So they, it's they a were, similar they... appointment, isn't
3: it? it's a similar it's a similar appointment term um, where are wednesday 17th in the table but they're 11 points clear at third bottom reading they're not going to go down they're not yeah. I'd be stunned if they get they're not going to get dragged into the scrap so bruce basically has got the remaining what is it 17 18 games left i think they've played a game less because of the cup it, they've got he's got a basically 5 months to work with what he's got reshape it, decide who's going to go who's going to stay and then you know, already I'd say they're planning for the summer um, when he comes in. Where it went wrong, and this was an interesting insight um, for Wednesday, was when they they went on this transfer splurge. Do you remember this was the this was the same Sheffield Wednesday who made that derisory take it or leave it offer for Daryl Murphy back in 2015? Remember that oh, Mick just wow. no, you, I that, don't. That, no, impossible. Mick, Mick dismissed it out of hand. It was a phone call. We're offering X for Daryl Murphy. Take it or leave it. And Mick, Mick, in his own unique way, <laughs> memory, he, memory, he memorably dealt with the query quickly. So anyway, two um, words me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that might have been. Um, oh, bless him. Um, but, <laughs> It was, again, poor thinking in the way they put the team together. And one of them summed it up brilliantly. He said, I get the strategy of buying players who have got promoted, and we go through a good few of them, but we have literally gone for the water carriers of these teams. Yeah. That's where they went wrong. Um they they brought in players but they didn't bring in the fantasistas, the players who had the imagination, the vision to actually get the teams up. They brought in all the they brought in all the kind of the peripherals. The, the oh, peripherals and yeah. and the, the yes yeah, I say and as as we walk our way through the squad, you these names will you, you listen out for them, you'll see them straight away. Um as I say, parallels with Villa last week. This, that team is expected to be broken up a lot of them are kind of 29 30 year old you know they're coming to the point where there any value they have if they need to get any back for the because of the financial problems they're going to have to do it this summer okay. if not sooner yeah okay
2: should we start with I mean well I, I'm, I'm not particularly excited about the backline to be honest yeah um, we'll talk about the forwards. but I'd, yeah to be too the, I was going to look at Bannon because yeah. Bannon's a podcast favorite isn't he do we start yeah. there? Yeah, we can do. Yeah, we can have a look at the midfield because the midfield is actually where they've got the biggest problems.
3: Um, the, the, um, they've got, there's three main protagonists in midfield Barry Bannon, Adam Reach, and Sam Hutchinson. And that's what they want to make a midfield out of. They're generally playing with a back four and one up front. That might switch to a front pair under Bruce. Don't rule it out. They have been using it as a late option. They'll go to they'll go to a front pair and go four four two. But generally, it's been four at the back, three in the middle, and one up front. And um, let's see with Hutchinson quickly because he's he's the easiest one to to, to process. He's the most disciplined. He's, he's in the most disciplined spell of his career with them. He's a holding midfielder. He's had a record in the past of either getting injured or yellow carded because he was so reckless going into challenges. Oh, he's
2: saying in August, yeah.
3: Yeah. He also conceded the penalty against Chelsea because I think it was the first time he'd managed to go back to Stamford Bridge. He came up through the Chelsea system, never yes. broke into the team there. This was his moment. So what did he do? He gives away a penalty. <laughs> that was that. That was a flash of the old Hutchinson. Generally speaking, though, he is. He's, there is a good Hutchinson now he's more controlled how old is he he's um what he's 20 he's 29 actually blimey wow um I remember him being doing blogs flies, I, I remember writing blogs when he was 22 23 a <laughs> <laughs> martyr time anyway um but he doesn't fly into challenges and and run around like a nutcase now he's kind of developing that side of the holding role which is more about intercepting it's more about reading the game and it's more the kind of the silent assassin excuse I, excuse you beat me to it exactly excuse exactly that that you know somebody he uses you know a highly intelligent holding midfielder which is coming out um but that's the, So that's the easy bit. So how do you build a midfield around that? You've got Barry Bannon and you've got Adam Reach. And there is a problem because those two, they've said it themselves. The problem is our midfield. We've got no crosses, creativity, width or pace, which means there are no chances for the forwards. They have no pace and power in the centre of midfield. Bannon is a very good passer of the ball. He's good at picking it up. He worked brilliantly with Kieran Lee, who's, who's injured. But the pair of them... Operated in tandem really well together. Without Lee, he's having to work with Reach, which means he's having to come back very deep to get the ball. Yep. He picks up the ball on the wrong side of the centre circle from his center, from his, his his defenders, and then he has to bring it all the way forward. And it's either a long range ping, or he and he, he can't or he and he can't actually work it they can't work the ball up the field and because he doesn't have the physical stature he can't maraud his way forward like a box-to-box player so he's got you've got the right player on the ball but he's in the wrong part of the field and kind Adam of,
2: to me is the template yeah. that Ryan Woods has kind of built his career on is that probably yeah I've kind of thought of him because yeah. he's quite diminutive but quite bustling yeah. as well I, I tend to think of mm-hmm. him there's I think they beat us at home possibly in the in, near end of a season I think and I yeah. think he could just control the game I think yeah. That was when they were going for playoffs or were in the playoffs, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> he is as important to
3: them as John McGinn, it was to Aston Villa. Hmm. That's that's the type of that's that's how in terms of um if they're going to get anything out of the central centre of midfield, it's going to be Bannon who's going to provide it. Um but they need to find a way to be consistent with him, and if he doesn't take on the responsibility to drive them forward, he doesn't have any impact on the game. That's 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 what he has to do. But his lack of stature and him playing too too deep mitigates completely against this. And um, they miss. They want a commanding powerhouse in the middle of the field. It's the thing that they're missing. And just as equally, Adam Reach, for all his all his world class strikes, they described him as a great highlights player. You know, season end video. YouTube, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He'll be he'll be all over with those forty yard worldies that he hits. But they said apart from the odd world class strike what else does he really offer he's a great runner he can get up and down the pitch he doesn't tackle he's not a tough tackling hard man um they feel he should be out wide in an advanced you know as a left-sided midfielder that's probably where he is yeah. and there was this, there was this lovely summary of him that said the problem with reach is that for all his talent you can find a flaw in his game wherever you play him He lacks pace and trickery in attack. He lacks bite and a presence in midfield. And his defensive work is suspect at left back. He's enigmatic. So they've been trying to work out where where to fit him in. So we all look at the highlights and go, ooh, he's going to be dangerous. He's not. It also isn't helped by the fact that when he has played wide, um, in the last month they have been using inverted wingers, which means that rather than actually finding space and pushing out wide, he's been playing on the right-hand side, which could... Which could cause him then to drift into traffic, and they feel yeah. if he's not a good tackler, he's very he's lefty, not, isn't he? I think he's yeah, he is. He's suddenly, you know, and in that sense, he may be less of a problem for our left back to actually shepherd. In that sense, you can you can force him wide if you can, because he's he's he he will be less effective. So, um, but that's their problem. The midfield is is ill configured at the moment. They still, ha- it's I always say the midfield is a microcosm of the team in terms of its balance. If you get the balance working there then the balance will more naturally then happen around Players all around that. Um, their plan B is briefly David Jones, thirty-four. He's oh, yeah, he he's, was, he's he's a classic example of a player who got promoted. With, he went up at Burnley. He was in that lovely four-four-two they had and the first time. Definitely was it with Dean Marney? If I got that wrong, yeah,
2: that's the name that rings about well. yeah,
3: that yeah. was him. I think the pair of them together. But he's you know he's he shouldn't be you know they they signed him when they didn't need him. He's too old and slow. And the other player, Joel Pelopessi who actually played mm. against Chelsea. He's he's kind of dropped out of it now. He's another in, they call him mm. ineffective. Um, yeah, he looks like one of the fish in Finding Nemo. Was very in terms of his general ex, in terms of his general
2: expression during the game. I love he's, these every week, Harry. I love yeah, yeah.
3: He, he, um, he did nearly win the penalty in the the, the non penalty. Oh, the VAR in, review. The, the VAR one, one yeah. yeah, against against Chelsea. But the other <laughs> lovely comment was opponents probably spend twenty five minutes working out what he's meant to be doing. So he's you know, ooh, what's this guy up to? And in fact, he's not maybe up to anything at all. But uh, so it's a you know it's a kind of confusion. You know, it's like the phony war. And he Anyway, so, so that's that's what they've got. It that's that's what they have in the centre and midfield, and that I reckon that's Bruce's biggest issue to address. Mm. It really does. They just unless he can magic up one of the other players to you know, he can morph them into a central midfielder. Yeah, so
2: what, what are the other options out wide? So I think Jao played so, out wide against yeah. us in August. Yeah. But do well, you see him more as a striking option now? He's got eight
3: goals, I, is I, it? I think? Sec, he's a second striker for me, but he okay. can't play out wide. What Bruce gets up to will be fascinating. I, they have played the same... Team in recent in the last two league games, they rotated for the cup matches. And Joao hasn't started, he's come off the bench. Um, so who have they used out wide? They've got George Boyd and Marco Matthias. Oh, Boyd's oh we need another to... one, he's got to be 34 yeah. as well, isn't he? Exactly, yes. And he, you know, ex Peterborough Hull and Burnley, another one of these players, you know, he's and he was the one famously. Oh, was it Forrest turned him down over found the an eye test? Found eye test. It was an absolute. Yeah. Well, we don't. Know, we we don't know the insides of it. Inside details. Um, typifies the players who need to move on. Um, Douglas Bader would give him a run. That was the worst. <laughs> cruel, cruel comment about him. A good. He's thirty-three. A good player with a good engine, but his legs have gone. Mm. He's half the player he was. He struggles to control a ball. Run with it or play it simply. Um it's such a shame but he's one to move on now. He gives them no pace on the counter. And when he's running they talk about him treading water. Um good disciplined defensively, so he will protect his full back, so you get that bit out of him at least. So in that sense he's he's you know, he's not he's not coasting, but um but his body movement is almost robotic is how one of them described it. He's not selfish and he's popular for that reason. Shuttle yeah, shuttle run and close down space all game is how they put it.
2: Any word on Marco Matthias as well? Is he annoyed?
3: Oh Matthias is interesting. Yeah. Um Yeah There's one big thing about Marco Matthias we'll come to at the end. Um one thing you have to watch out for if you're at the game. Um he plays with misplaced enthusiasm instead of intelligent decision-making. Another winger. Um, talented but very lightweight and drifts in and out of games. And it's the, the old final decisions are poor thing. Again, the end product. flatters to deceive as he should be a player who can create and score from nothing. He pops up in good positions, which can be dangerous, but never hits the byline and crosses. Um, so he's a, he's lightweight in terms of they, they again they think bruce once he's had a look at him will quietly you will sideline yeah, okay. now the thing that but the key thing to watch out for with marco Matthias are his teeth if put him up on google images rich if you got if you got your computer there and have a look this guy has got teeth they were saying the reason one of them was saying he has got the whitest teeth i've ever seen
2: well um, against, even against bobby Firmino
3: yeah well, well that's a good point actually yeah we, we, maybe oh, we need to have a comparison yeah you, 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 you look there the, what they were saying was one of the reasons that they don't think he can score is Sorry, the third
2: return you... is mark teeth <laughs> yeah exactly
3: when the problem they think is that on a sunny day when he gets in on goal his teeth are so bright they reflect against the white of the crossbar and the light shines back onto his eyes and it blinds him temporarily which is why he <laughs> isn't a good finisher right if you're at the game and there's nothing else happening it's a dreary game if it's you know and and then they break you see matthias warming up or if he happens to be starting or playing just keep an eye on the teeth
2: if nothing else oh i can't make it it look look good unfortunately uh, yeah um... yeah possibly show that to camera maybe
0: away days are great but there's nothing quite like home comforts the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home advantage with delivery. you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com
1: 116-123. On that's 116-123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yep,
3: there yeah. they are. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't miss them, really. Yeah. Impressive. So I think that's yeah.
2: some expensive dental yeah. work. It's got a lot yeah, of there's, a, well. there's
3: some, some major dental work. Another. He came in with our. Actually, the two of them came from the Portuguese team Nacional. They were at the Carvajal... Most, you know the way every manager brings in a few of their own players? Well, I yes. think they were they were Carver Hall signings very much. Um, shall we Should we talk forwards let, now? Let's go talk forwards because the defence, we can quickly skip over the defence. the got loads
2: fo- of them. They've got more strikers yeah. than Villa have goalkeepers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, shall I list them out that I see here and you tell me if I'm yeah. missing anyone? So, Fletcher is probably yeah. first choice, is he? Where's Gary mm-hmm. Hooper? Is Gary Hooper out on nine, I think? Where are they
3: now? Where are they now? He's, he's my where are they now. He's okay, um, you know, I... cause he's, no, he's he's nowhere near them now. He would have been the. They said that if all of the strikers get fit, there's a couple of where are they now. They've got him and Alman Abdi, the midfielder. Who's, he's kind of he's in the where are they now thing. Um, but uh, no, they said if poor Sam Winnell, if they all get fit, Winnell could be the eighth choice striker for them. I so many we were in for
2: Winnell. Was he at Barnsley, wasn't he?
3: Yeah, he was at Barnsley at the time. Yeah, but uh, didn't happen. Didn't so yeah, Fletcher happen. Hooper. So, so Fletcher, Fletcher Hooper. So Nuhu, keep going. Yeah.
2: Winner, Zhao, M- Matthias is possibly a striker as well, isn't he? Yeah,
3: he is. Where's stress,
2: Fernando right? Forestieri, Harry? Well, he's he's is back. Is he on the run or something? Or?
3: No, he's no, he's back. He is back. Um, he divides opinion. Um, should, who do we start with? How do you you you, call, you tell me who you want to do, and I'll will so do that. So I them. would
2: suggest we end with Fletcher, who's probably the yeah most safest choice, isn't he? Yeah, he will. He's probably, most likely he, to play,
3: yeah, he will start. Yeah. Forestieri, I reckon, will be a substitute and he will come off the bench. He came on against Chelsea. Um fit enough for thirty minutes. I think he's had a hamstring injury, it's his latest injury. He's only they said he's only started something like twelve games in the last two years. So he's 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 you know yeah, he's a problem, though, isn't he? It's a it's a problem. Um, one of them said, a temperamental, in- injury-prone, unreliable enigma who symbolised our new dawn in 2015. He's still a game changer and a match winner at this level when motivated. Yeah. When and motivated. Yes. that's the key. There's always um, a
2: caveat, isn't
3: there? There is indeed. Um, it was the famous. He was. He refused to travel to an Norwich game. There was an offer in for him, I think, in a, in early in the transfer. It was, the it was, late, it was late summer transfer. Yeah, it was one of them was in, um, and he refused to travel. And they've, a lot of them have never forgiven him for that. They just don't trust him. And there was a discussion. There was a raging row actually on one of their forums about. They put up a 14 million pound asking price for him. If anyone is prepared to pay it, and that's one of those asking prices where you think bloody hell at the gamble but if it does pay off 14 million is a bargain but just as equally it could be 14 million that you might as well just go out and burn it you just could easily go out and burn it um the best is not trusted he does bring craft and creativity i think he'll come off the bench and he could play in a wide role he can't play he doesn't have to go centrally at all um but one of them said he's becoming like a soft top sports car, and I thought this image—he's totally impractical and only at his best for four days a year. But you know, but you know, but you know, you'll miss him.
2: Okay, yeah? I thought it was something about the roof sagging or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, okay. yeah, that—that that, that
3: makes sense. You know, he is—he's a—you know—in that sense, he is a bit of a luxury. But if if you can make him work, he's he's phenomenal. Yeah, but um. There's so, it.
2: I'm intrigued to hear what Sheffield Wednesday fans have to say about Nuhu, who, hey. as we said, I think was probably on his way out and maybe yeah. got a stay of execution. Three yeah. goals, is it, this season?
3: Indeed. He's still around. He's still around. He is, um, some, he's been there since 2013. It's amazing. He's gone through them all. Um, yeah. uh, he's a target man. Let's call him that. <laughs> it, Kosovo, yes? <laughs> Kosovo, Kosovo International. Does that mean, then, he's playing alongside Bersant Chilena? Oh, quite possibly. Yeah, good shot. That's the most the most surreal part. I'd like to see them stood had. next to each other. That'd be really good. Exactly, <laughs> one on the other shoulder. Somebody cut uh, yeah. film. Uh, he came through Austrian. The Austrian system, "Ex rapid Vienna." Um, right. Um, okay, this guy is not technically gifted. Really, that's not what his, he's out there for. The quotes I've got for you. Um, he can't. He's a, he's, a, he's an impact substitute. Generally, Fletcher will come off after sixty to seventy-five minutes, and then you will come on to do his thing and his thing is summed up as follows and um, he's nothing more than the footballing equivalent of a speed hump he he bumbles it he bundles into opponents with his meandering pace like some pissed up great dane and um, he's good to have they say no more the, the, the one vaguely sensible comment he's good to have on if opponent defenses opposition defenses are handing out a kicking but he's been bang averaging all his time here and my favorite and we've never i've never come across this parallel before he reminds me of brexit actually he's Divisive amongst the population and very, very slow.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> we wonder why it's still going on. yeah Exactly, you think yeah. why he's
3: going on? So you know, we know what he, we all know Nuhu. Know he, he's one of those. I think he will be a bit of a cult hero there in the end. But I think he's only got one in ten. They were saying in his time there. You know, but but he's right. but he's he's just he's just very very memorable because He'll
2: bloody score against well, us, won't he? I mean, that's you can't say, yeah. just the script yeah. is written after that too. All. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's um. They were worried about unleashing him on an, on a national television audience <laughs> when with the Chelsea game. They're worried, but the phrase meandering pace I loved. That's that really is that sums him up. You oh, know, speed hump kind of, is you
2: know, a decent one as well. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> he's just a blundering around the field. So anyway, so he's the bench option I would say. I've written down diplomatically Plan B, the player who I think we will if we're saving Fletcher to the end. The player who scares me most is Joao, mm. and on we a more we should know all about him though, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should do. There are scary parallels with Adam Armstrong for Blackburn and Shane Ferguson for Millwall for me. You have a team with, with not a lot of pace, and here you've got a quick guy. And a quick guy who frightens defenders and who runs at, t- at players. And if I was in Paul Lambert's shoes, I would. If you're doing bullet points, ten bullet points on the game, three of them should be to do with draw, just to shut this guy down if yeah. he starts or when he comes on, because he's the one. As I say, where, wherever you play him, you can see a manager targeting him against whoever they think in our back line is suspect. Um, and so you've got to, you know, and f- find find a way just to just to put, put uh, shut, him lock, down. shut him down basically yeah. you know it's if he plays... scorer, isn't he he is the leading scorer um... And most of them in their preferred lineups, and this is why I think Bruce might change it. They have wanted to have a, a, a pairing up front, of him playing off Fletcher, because he provides pace. He can beat a man and pick a pass. He runs the players. He looks after the ball so well. He can score with both feet. He frightens defenders. When he's played out wide, he can be defensively sloppy. You know, you know, he's kind of he forgets his fullback. But when we play with two up front and Joao supporting Fletcher, we know how to attack.
2: And Fletcher probably does a lot of the dirty work. For him as well yeah
3: he'll make the space he'll make the space so um that's um so it's, it's kind know. of
2: similar to the we were talking about um uh Danny Graham for Blackburn yep.
3: So the, the, the parallel of, I mean, we'll talk about Fletcher briefly now because I mean, yeah, you, you, everything we've said about Graham in a way so it can be said about Fletcher 31 ex you know, Wolves Sunderland Burnley again he went Scotland International um, and they think that with Bruce coming in one of them said Bruce will play a longer game than we've seen for a while then we will need Fletcher's aerial ability he's you know Graham revisited he battles for everything he runs the socks off he doesn't get the goal return he's capable of but his all-round attacking game is high quality and then I would love to see a small pacy striker operating in alongside him he's classy and intelligent but he the fact he can't score and the other thing which actually if you were watching the game against Chelsea was so obvious is that he has no pace and when Chelsea were forcing Sheffield Wednesday back with Fletcher dropping into the midfield they had simply nothing on the counter that they could actually come back with which then invited Chelsea on even more because he doesn't he's got no pace whatsoever again to some degree a bit like Graham as well but he is an intelligent line leader who will try and bring others into play and you can see bruce you know he will figure hugely in bruce's plans you know it's just so um so that that is that that is a problem so um any
2: um any other forwards or midfield options that you want to pick out before we kind of maybe go back to the not that really well,
3: Sam Winnow was the other one who, who they struggled to wonder why because he was brought in because they didn't think they were going to get Jordan Rhodes and then they got Jordan Rhodes so he ended up being really peripheral and they loaned him out to Derby in a swap deal for was it Butterworth or Butterfield oh, it was system, it was a Derby player it was a mid- Derby midfielder they needed a midfielder Derby needed a striker and there was a swi- switch for a season it'll come back to me and tweeted in, If, if it was, we will remember it. It was a midfield, I think it was, it was, a, was a, Jacob Butterfield, I could be wrong. Anyway, but um, point being that he, the thing about him, they think he's actually quite mobile and he can't finish. I thought he's but, quite nippy, yeah. Yeah, he's quite nippy, but there might be an issue around match fitness and there might be an issue around pace. I think uh, he's off
2: anyway. I think it's, we yeah, yeah,
3: think yeah, we think on he might be on. But um, the, the other thing to mention, we'll talk briefly about the defence, because there are some parallels with what what happened with us under Hurst. Um, quickly,
2: Westwood and goal. Yeah, can we stop uh, Coventry alumni? Yeah. Hashtag Coventry. Yes, alumni. It, oh, yes, I, I, I put that in bold, actually. Yes, ex-Coventry. I yes. was gutted when he went to Sunderland because I think we were mm-hmm. in for him and I was really hoping that we'd sign him because he's brilliant. Um, where has he been, Harry? What's the situation there?
3: He's he's sidelined. He's been given the bar treatment, basically, right. under under Le Hucay. I've no idea.
2: He's not injured? He
3: was, no. No nothing about that at all, and when you look at the way that team is configured he this team was crying out for him in the last month. They're not scoring many goals, but I think they're i think it's some it's a derisory number that they've got it's um but the one thing at the about them is they they can ship to three again. they they've only scored five in the last nine games, but they have apart from the leave chelsea out of it that doesn't count apart apart from the three goals conceded against um hull. Pretty it's much all the nils, other games, it? it's all what's all one 0 They've tightened up at the back, and they've tightened up at the back because they've got a they one of the things that um, Agnew has done is, and Bruce probably gave him the instruction to do it, just play the same team, keep it settled, no switching to back threes and back fives, which is what Lukaku was doing. He was basically wrecking the confidence of the defensive line by chopping and changing and altering it. And, um, you know, what you do is you want, you need to build it's the old covalent bonds thing again. You need to build patterns. You need to build relationships across that back line so that everybody knows intuitively, like with us, Collins and Chambers, you know what they're going to do. They're going to work really effectively together. But Westwood, if anybody is going to be able to solidify a back line, it's him. Um, he's a great organiser. He gives confidence to those around him. He's a commanding keeper. He comes out. He clears dangerous situations. He takes control. Yes, yes. He barks orders and forces defenders to keep checking where their players are. There was this lovely line. One of them said, "Even if he's injured, put him behind the goal to organise the defense. Right. So you've got two coaching goalkeepers. In, yeah, yeah coaching. You've got your you've got your backup goalkeeper, one who's doing the coaching, and he's literally standing there. Bar, you know, literally over hollering. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what about him? Because he can read it brilliantly, and that of course is going to elevate the the, the back four sitting in front of him and uh, so um, so westwood is back and he will uh, he he will start center backs are interesting because you've got Tom Lees and Michael Hector they've played in the last two league games thornley is they think thornley is a really good prospect we will come on to him lees first now you may not remember i don't know he was sent off at portman road in 2013 when he played for neil warnock's lees team for a high challenge on j and j tab yeah it rings a bell it does. Um, uh, he's there, there. Is a question mark? He's the captain, and he's probably not a captain in terms of what they need. He's 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 not a leader. Are you a talker, he, Harry? He's, he's not. No. Oh, okay. he, he has been. They say that he needs the right partner beside him. He's been given the role, I think, out of status as much as anything else. Um, he's a quality defender who, when he concentrates on his own game, but he needs. You know, I was, I'm myself thinking about BT and Kevin Beatty and Alan Hunter with this. He's twice the player when someone is doing the thinking for him. Right. He's an instinctive defender, but he's not. He's not the brains of the operation. He needs a Mick Mills or he needs a, an Alan Hunter beside him. Somebody who will, who can actually see what's going on and yes. tell him what to do. Yeah. Yeah, um, he gets rid of the ball as quickly as possible. He's insecure in possession, and I remember the challenge on Jay Tab because Leeds fans at the time time were saying he can panic, he lacks confidence, he can become suspect if he hasn't got someone there to keep him decent. With someone keeping him decent, he's very decent. Right. If that makes sense, yeah. So, um, and Michael Hector has played alongside him. Um, now Hector is one of these weird Chelsea loanees who they bought from Reading. He's twenty
2: six. So I remember the name, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, and he he's never played for Chelsea, <laughs> you know. You know how many Chelsea players play for Chelsea. Um, but um, he's he, he frustrates them a little bit. He's a little bit nonchalant. He can be a little bit overconfident. He makes some careless errors. He sounds sounds like a, bit, a poor man's Richard Kyo in that he will try and bring the ball out, but he doesn't have Kyo's natural ability to do that. Um, the the Derby defender. Um, he um, his strengths are his tackling, intercepting, and heading. Um, but his concentration levels are questionable. Um, one of them said he's one hell of a strange player. One moment he's like Rio Ferdinand, the next he doesn't know where or what he's doing. Because to say he'll just suddenly lose—he, he, you know—he'll lose his place in the game. Um, the careless errors. They tried him when they played Luton. They beat Luton in the cup replay, and they mirrored Luton play a diamond, and they mirrored the diamond, and they had Hector playing as a holding midfielder, and he really struggled. He doesn't have the. It's one thing being a good passer as a centre back because you've probably got two or three options. As a defensive midfielder trying to pass, yes, you've got you've got a There's whole expect- load of yes, you've got a yeah, wider you know, spectrum, you- haven't you? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And he he really struggled with that because he is probably the technically better on the ball. So that's what you'd expect from him. But it was, can't. It was, he's like a gremlin.
2: Like, not, yeah. Don't feed it after midnight. Don't let Hector go past the halfway line, maybe. Exactly
3: think. that. You know, just keep, just keep him where he is. Plan The other player who might play is Jordan Thornley. Mm. And he, play, he He started against Chelsea.
2: He's, um, we talked about him, I think, possibly in, in August. Him and Matt Penny, are the youth prospects, aren't they? Have they come through the academy or have I got that wrong?
3: Yeah, Penny is actually completely gone out of the picture at the moment. And um, now that you asked the question, I'm I never... No, no, it's a good question to ask because uh, no youth product. Uh, he's 20. He's he hasn't featured in. Well, I normally look back over the last eight games, and there's been nothing. He not not okay. a not a sausage from him. I'll have to. I don't think he's injured either. But he's um, he's there's been little discussion about him, which would suggest he's fallen out of the supporters' thinking as well. Yeah, um, but Thornley though. But Thornley though, no, they like him. They think he will ultimately be the left-sided centre back. That's where he that's his best role. He's not a full back, he's a centre back. He's not the tallest or quickest, but he's a good tackler and header of the ball. He wasn't overawed against Higuain, against against Chelsea. He played that game. They think is and they think with Steve Bruce coming in, he can only blossom. You know, it's like, a bit like midfielders coming in to play under Paul Lambert. You just think yes. right. You've got a specialist here who can help. Um, he's got a good head on him and he's willing to try and organise things across the back given his lack of experience and I think he could end up being the Glenn Luvens beside Tom Lees who'd be the talker to keep, even though Lees is six years older than him, Thornley already is, you know, exactly. He, yeah. Yeah, and he'll chat away. He chats away. They, they like him. He's very composed given his, his limited experience. He's quite aggressive when needed, good in the air defensively, capable of no-nonsense tackler with good composure. So they, you know, he, he was i think it was originally an everton youth product who came across um but um but they no, he's somebody they want to cultivate they can see him being you know he's certainly a long a long-term prospect as i say the fullbacks are more suspect but we well, think it's going I to think, be the
2: new signings don't we
3: we don't know it's hard to say whether it'll be you'd have thought they might we'll see what bruce wants to do because the, the, the other argument is oh it's only ipswich if you're going to try it if you're going to try a new idea it's a safer place to do it i'm not dismissing us but that's i'm just trying to get inside well no, let's be honest we're, yeah we're, I, we're
2: seven I, points away from safety i know
3: so. i'm just i'm just trying to be diplomatic and say well if they're going to try anything the two who have played morgan fox left back and palmer right back morgan fox ex charlton you may not remember him i don't know um he um the, the they've both got issues um he morgan Fox is the left back suspect technically and positionally, silly mistakes and daft decisions. But he is a steady player. These two flaky fullbacks in a settled back four over the last month, you know, they haven't conceded many goals and they've actually found a, you know, they, they've, they've actually their standards have have, have improved. But um, they feel, they think he's no no lack of effort, um, but. He struggles if he's up against a ringer with any sort of pace. I think he would. Either, yeah. He. I think that's. He, he can get done because he doesn't. Have, he's not. He's not quick himself, which also means that he's. He's. He's not helpful if you're playing on the counter. Again, this lack of pace theme that comes through at the team. Similarly, and more so even with Liam Palmer, who's a youth product. He's He's been at the club. I say youth product. He's 27. He's always been at the club. Um, he has, again, improved in recent games. But they said about him, his game falls apart if he has to think about attacking. He's primarily a, he's primarily a sitter. It feels like um, a very
2: flat back four, then.
3: It's a very flat back four. That's where someone like I offer with his athleticism might well... You know, you if you throw him on and then have him overlapping. So if you've reached tucking inside and sitting in front of Fireoffer, and then Fireoffer bombing past him, that could that could work quite well. But um, so yeah, decent transfer never...
2: that Fireoffer isn't it? I mean, he's not going anywhere. I mean, um, he's not going to be anywhere near the Wolves team. Let's be let's be honest. Um, yeah, he's, I was expecting him to have left in the summer. Yeah. Um, so he was, yeah. yeah,
3: he was a he was a regular in the the Kenny Jacket team that nearly made the playoffs that year. That was his, and of course there was the famous substitution in last year's Carrow Road you don't game. Know what you're doing? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's not go there. Um, well,
2: you can suddenly, having toured that three hour, you can understand why Bruce yeah. has signed a winger, a wide midfielder slash left back, and a right back, can't you?
3: Yeah. 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 He's he's plugged the gaps definitely. No no question about that. So we'll see what they do. As I say, Joao's the one who scares me. He really does. That's the the, he's the player who could really hurt us um and he's the one i'd want you'd want to shut down, but the midfield there's nothing in there i think if you can if if you know you could say excuse can look after Joao um and downs Chalaba whoever can look after can keep an eye on Bannon and just keep him company because they don't have the physicality that they're going to necessarily blast their way through you as it were so mm. we'll see Our, at that, if we have that midfield three they could actually cope quite comfortably I would have thought with with um, with with anything Sheffield Wednesday have but we'll see
2: So I guess there's two caveats for us uh, yeah. fantastic work as always Harry's brilliant stuff um, mm. two caveats is someone could have signed I guess they're not going to spend big money are they for risk of transfer embargo some mm. other names there that we might have talked about might have appeared and Bruce has obviously might have his t- his own ideas of formations yep. and all that kind of stuff which yeah. might throw yeah. some this out the window but I think we've covered the main players haven't we we have um, Yeah. and given you yeah. guys some food for thought there so um, thank you for that Harry shall we um, sh- this is where we get into trouble now um, or <laughs> one of us might get into trouble um, Darryl's combined 11 and he's given yep. us he's given us the hard job of actually picking the 11 he's just given us yeah. two big yeah. lists of players this is going to be tough isn't it
3: yeah, I think he had the, I think he had a bit of a nervous breakdown. And to be honest, when I was looking at it, I was having a nervous breakdown as well. Let's do the easy bit first, OK? Well, the keepers, keepers, there's not many yeah. choices, is there? No, it's Lewis Price or Stephen Bywater. And I I kind of, he put in Bywater. And we let's talk about the defence as well. We've got four defenders. We've got Alex Bruce, Drissa Diallo, Ian Cranston and Jordan Spence and... We're going to leave Spence out, I think. It's it's only fair. Yeah. But he also mentioned, he put in Alex Bruce and Bywater. We have to have those two in the team because those of you who can remember, um, Bruce and Bywater... Played against each other in best a famous. Weights, aren't they? they were best, absolutely. Yes. Um His uh, Darrell put in a quote which I have to read out. He says, "They're together to keep the fans behind our goal entertained, Royal Rumble style, <laughs> while the goals are flying in at the other end." I was. I looked this up. I've forgotten the month it was. It was April two thousand and seven. We played Derby, and. Oh. Uh, over yeah. ten years ago, Harry. Ten years ago, and I love that the BBC report was really good because they took the lead. Matt Oakley put them ahead, and then Derby boss the BBC report then takes it up. Derby boss Billy Davies was also sent to the stands. I love that. Shock. You know, you, you go home at the end of that. It said, "And oh, we got we got Billy Davies sent off as well." You know, the football league. And lo, there was rejoicing. Um, he was uh, from where he saw Francis Jeffers coolly slot in to equalise. Danny Haynes then kept his composure to grab Ipswich's winner with a late spot. Kick after he'd been fouled by James McEverly. So, um, so, but anyway, we've decided we're going to put Bruce and Bywater together. So, if the game is getting dull, you know, for attacking the North Stand, people in the Sir Ralph will be able to have a, It'll be like you know, a ice hockey. Game. They'll take their pads yeah. off and
2: yeah, start slapping yeah. each other.
3: Yeah, Nostal- nostalgia. Um, now, so midfield, we've got a healthy selection. You've got Alan Quinn, Danny Sonner, Jim McIlton, Tommy Miller, and we've also got Steve McCall. Chris Bart Williams and if you can remember him Giles Coke Giles Coke the poor Giles. Giles um, so how are we going to how do we make a midfield out of that we're going with the back three yeah so I'm going for I think we're, yes. doing,
2: we're both doing 3-4-3 three, three, aren't we 3-4-3 three, three, three we were
3: thinking yeah so yeah.
2: Um, I'm going to should I give mine first I'm going to put yeah. Quinn out of position like Midgilton used to do and I'm going to yeah. put him on the left um, yeah. my midfield two ironically is Mid-Joulton. Um yeah. and I've gone with Bart Williams. Yeah, I like that. Um, yep. I was close to going with Tommy Miller, actually. And yep. um, my good friend, Craig Fimbo, salute to you. Um, he's just listening for this specific bit, Harry, so be careful what you do next. I'm going Steve <laughs> Witten on the right. What are you doing?
3: Oh, Steve Witten on the right. That's, that's clever. Um, that's very, very clever. I would probably... Hmm... <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea there, there, there has been some tweeting about this matter um you see i would think yeah I, I agree um quinn magilton and bart williams you see i'd go miller that's just the problem yeah, i'd have yeah true. you see that that to me that. Would be, yeah but probably assuming somebody would get injured after five minutes i would have Whitten. not i'd have him warming up from no, the very beginning late, Harry. it's too <laughs> late if... <laughs>
2: You've put, you've backed the wrong horse there. No, uh, I have. I'm sorry. So there
3: I, was. I find yeah. there was. I briefly on Steve Whitten. Um, he the, the, He's a bit of a folk hero in Sheffield Wednesday. He scored a header against Middlesbrough in 1989. It was the last game of the season. Um, and it, they, they, it, I'm trying to work out. I think they sent Burra down that day, and they call it Steve Whitten Day. Okay. So it, there's a kind of. So and he also scored four in an eight-nil win over Aldershot, which which really should be noted for the show as well. But anyway, but um, but so he has got. There is a little bit of a folk hero kind of thing about him as well. So he's, he's he is much loved. Everybody so anyway. uh,
2: at FIM 75s house is Steve Whitten Day. You shouldn't it's, you shouldn't uh, know that by now. I and also he's that, hashtag yeah. Coventry alum as well. So yeah, <laughs> hashtag Coventry alum. So. <laughs> This is where we get into trouble. Well, this is where we get into difficulty, because we've got about 20 strikers to pick from here, haven't we? We've we've got... I think I totaled up. We've got 15. Um,
3: 15 strikers. 15 strikers. I'd written down... Witten down as a 4, 8, 12, 13, I'd, hit, I'd put Witten in as a striker actually as, my, okay. oh, as, a, as, a, yeah, as a potential. So that was where I was thinking we might be able to shoehorn him in. But when you've got 14 others. Right, shall we run through the names hmm. in, in no particular order? I'll just run through the names quietly and then you cherry pick your three. And I won't do it quickly so that everybody listening can just go, let them work out how, how you would pick it's out of this. configuration
2: isn't it?
3: Yeah. So, in no order, Chef Kikuchi. Connor Wickham, Daryl Murphy, Dalian Atkinson, David Johnson Mark II, David McGoldrick, Jordan Rhodes, Mark Birchhill, Leon Best, Will Keane, Adam Proudlock, Francis Jeffers, Steve Whitten, Claxon, Lee Chapman, and last and by no means least, Luke Varney. Reg. Reg,
2: yeah. so he could play out wide, maybe, couldn't he? Actually, if he uh, to do that. He
3: could, he could actually play wide. Yeah, that would that would be an option. Mm. So,
2: who've you gone for, or do you want to? So I'm, I'm having, I can't remember Goldrick, Sheffer, Wednesday, so, but I'm having him slightly withdrawn, of my front three. I quite like Coochie. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, well, I've got a pair. I was going to pair him with Connor Wickham. That's quite a battering ram of a front line, but I've actually yeah. gone with David Johnson Mark II because I quite like the big small partnership and yeah. Johnson's mobility. I quite like that. I'd be interested mm. to see that that works. Mm. But there's, I mean, there's abundance there. What's what's your three?
3: That's interesting. It's it's just it's ridiculous number of strikers. I went with two of the same three as you. I had Coochie and I had David Johnson Mark II, but I actually put Murph in. Okay. I put Daryl Murphy in but you could just again I just felt that the the power of Coochie and Murphy with Johnson's mobility was to me and I was worried as well that if you have McGoldrick and Bart Williams, I always remember thinking when McGoldrick oh, they was might playing, bump
2: into each other. Aren't
3: they? I remember watching. I was so enamoured with Johnny Williams, and I thought, when and there was a game we played Cardiff, it was a three-one when they won in the rain at their place. It was an evening game, and we had McGoldrick and Williams on the team at the same time. And I was thinking, oh, this is a dream. This the creativity of these two together, and they kept getting in each other's way. It was so sad. I was thinking, no, this they should be. You know where's the geometry? Where where's the great combined Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so for that reason, McGoldrick, I thought you know maybe take him out. And I, whereas I thought um Bart Williams in operating behind those three could cause a bit of mayhem, along with the the fight that's going on at the other end of the field. <laughs> um, so um, there we go. Excellent Thank- stuff. Thank you, Daryl.
2: Thank yeah, you. Yeah, good work, Daryl. I,
3: I can see why you struggled. As I say, just a, it's a ridiculous number of strikers to choose from. It really is. As mm. always,
2: I think Daryl will tweet it um, just after this goes out, so we'll retweet yeah. it as well and let us know what you think about that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Pick three out of that. lot. For, exactly yeah. right. Should we do some questions, Harry? Yeah. um I think I might do these in order that I see them rather than mm-hmm. mi- mixing them around. Um, Barry, ITFC man. Um, nice middle name there. Um, do you feel that the players' um, confidence levels have hit an all-time low for us? As we always always seem to give up for a time period after conceding a goal, but then once the players start stringing passes together, they seem to be like, you know, what we could get back into this, or we could get something back. W- thoughts on confidence? I mean, it's going to be low, isn't it, Harry? We're bottom of the league. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's... Any thoughts on whether it's at it's an all-time low, though? When you concede
3: second goals shortly after first ones. That's when you raise the question mark about confidence, and there is a pattern of that we've seen. Um, but that said, um, the new arrivals—it um, can be turned around very, very quickly. As I say, two wins, and you suddenly got—you you suddenly got impetus and momentum. I know it's fantasy land. How many? Have, what have we lost? How many have we lost in a row now? I dare not ask. Oh, um, um,
2: yeah. Three is it? Three, I think is it is. It? Now. I'm it's... trying to remember when the
3: one was. It was January, mm-hmm. wasn't it? It was January. Yeah, but it's so. Confidence is fundamental to what's going on here. And that's why I think that when we, to me, the whole thing is going to hang on early to mid March when the quartet at front will have finally clicked properly. They'll have had plenty of minutes playing together. And hopefully then we start finding some sort of mid table form and we overtake the other three basket cases at the bottom of the league. and confidence will be fundamental to that. Um, uh, confidence, momentum, the two words go hand in hand. Yep. And then you're, su- you're suddenly then driving forward. So um, fingers crossed. It's and a fu- hu- huge, huge, huge thing. Huge.
2: New signings who aren't maybe tainted by what has happened yep. to us over the last few months. Yep. also maybe handy. Um, yep. James Mealing um, actually asked a question that we talked about. So um, decent second half Saturday. Are we starting to see things click? Or will it be a few more weeks? I think we probably talked about that one. I think it's probably... Yeah. Uh, Dave Diamond special. It's a bit of both, isn't it? Yeah,
3: it's a bit of both. It is. Yeah, it's going to be a click at moments, I, isn't it? Yeah. And then hopefully it'll click yeah. for longer periods of time. I, I, I hate saying every week, be patient, be patient. But it's because we have we be, we're hanging on to January. We've now got the players in, and we're hanging on till they all click together. But it's you know, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a dash a trolley dash at the end of the season to see if we can just. You know, you know, go just go
2: for it in that last eight to ten games, which We've isn't. We've got to keep the season alive, yeah. haven't we? Otherwise, we'll just yeah. pack up, won't we? Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. fingers crossed there as well. Um, a Benjamin Bloom um, asks Alan Judge put in one stupendous right-footed free kick at Villa. How do you rank him against Darren Curry? And congratulations to Barnet of a uh, cut yeah. replay against Brimford Um Mark Venus, uh, Neil Thompson, and Waghorn for set plays.
3: It's an interesting mix. Um, I think
2: Venus and Thompson, and maybe Waghorn to an extent, were all about power, weren't they? Yeah. Because I, I tend to think of Curry, and maybe to a lesser extent, Judge about placement and curl.
3: That's brilliant. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Though Waghorn could, he could, you know, the 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 one um, comment Mick made about him. Yeah, I now Venus and Venus and Stuart. I remember Marcus Stewart did a Southwest Evening a couple of years ago and he said he talked about that thing of trust and he knew that when venus was putting a cross in he knew exactly what bit of the air his head needed to be in when the ball was going to land he knew from venus's run it was almost like the two of them synchronizing their runs together but it was that was about power because the two of them had it down to five decimal places in terms of what they were doing
2: um just quickly that I, the, one of these shirts behind me that might have one of my favorite mm. moments or visual moments of the start relegation season from Premier League is Stewart's header against Leeds. We didn't win that game. Yeah, but it was man. a Venus free kick. Free, Perfect yeah. placement. Stewart just had to glance into the Bang. corner. Yeah, Great yeah. goal.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's um yeah, it's an interesting I'd agree i agree with your summary actually. I think I think he's a different he's a different style. But the good thing is, though, we have people now at the end of set pieces for, for Judge. He's, he's got something now to work with, which is really, really good. And
2: hopefully mm-hmm. we've got someone on who can, yeah, Judge can can actually take yeah. him as well. Um, just yeah. very quickly, um, going back to Sheffield Wednesday, Barry Bannon, is he a set piece taker? Is he someone we should be worried about from free kicks? I'd
3: be less, I don't want to say no, but
2: um, less, I'm, uh, well, I'm less worried. I'm less worried. Is, maybe. <laughs>
3: I'm less worried about him than I am about... Yeah. Connor, Hur- right. no, Connor I should oh, say, okay. last week. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. No, Giroud with running with the ball is the that, That's my kind of. That's my yeah. My anxiety moment. Yeah. Um, mm.
2: I'll come back to. Um, oh, Harry Butch, I'm going to ask it now. I was going to ask it at the end, but I'll probably. Sure. I still believe that we can stay up. Do you? It's a difficult. I, I, I'm not going to answer the question, and you can infer from that what you want.
3: I can say I do, in the sense that I'm not without hope. Okay. But I, I think it is less likely than likely. I just have a feeling Reading are going to, going to out sprint us. But mm-hmm. I think every year, of the three, it's always been the same. One goes down because they're not big enough, but well run. Two go down because, for other reasons wider circumstances the one who are not big enough to me are Rotherham yeah. and then the other two both are and a crackpot, aren't they? yeah both total crackpot and then Reading have not shone themselves in glory in the way they've gone about things in recent that, in, in, yeah one or draw uh, for
2: them this week might be big yeah. that was a big chance yeah. for them it um, was a big chance yeah So, anyway, so we're hanging in there Harry but, yeah, um, we're not. In, so in that yeah. sense we're not without hope Yeah. We're not yeah. Without hope. Um, Harvey Davis um, with Chambers out of contract in the summer and still no deal on the table who out of the current squad do you think is captain material obviously one being scoose but other than that I can't think of one captain material um, I think Freddy's had a go at it um, but he's not a talker either he's probably as good as Tom Lees that you were talking about before um, I don't know judge if he stays I don't know
3: judge if he stays would be superb um, Collins
2: if he stays would be good as well
3: yeah is Flynn Downs a long-term prospect as captain
2: if he can get his head right yeah you're I think right more no, not no, it's the example more- is he
3: no, he's not the example. No, that's that's a false call. It really is. I'm just but he's, he because be. he has the he has the tenacity, he has the tigerishness. He grabs the pike staff. Well, he sounds but, like Sam
2: Hutchinson as well. Maybe, you know, yeah. it'll click maybe in 5 years time for him maybe. I yeah,
3: it could well be that he could blossom into that, but he's cuz it's just I still go back to his Luton debut when he was just, oh my god, who's this? You know, and he just went out there and oh, be unfazed and just said right okay this is my stage i'm going to take it thank you very much yeah so, Interesting.
2: so harvey probably a fair point that there there isn't a mm-hmm. big queue round the block for uh, potential new captains mm-hmm. um, excuse,
3: excuse, excuse me by example excuse me yep. by example if nutson was staying i would have considered him but i think his mind is now i think you know the last few months have suggested he's he's even if he stays and plays he out of professionalism i think his his mind is elsewhere now mm-hmm. yeah
2: um Mm. Lullet, um, who I met up with last week um, and enjoyed my line about pencil cases for Ben Bloom at Villa Park which I may have missed a, missed a joke about so I'm mm. sure there is something secretly hidden in this question that I'm going to miss um, but I'll ask anyway um, Can Lambert effectively plan for relegation anyway? Are there not too many variables between now and the end of the season given it's deadline day to do it properly? Hmm. Can Lambert effectively plan for
3: relegation? Um, I think he is He's, he'd, he'd be mad not to well not so much planning for relegation but factoring that hugely into his calculations so some of the signings we're getting I would think he's got one eye to thinking well are they players who if we need to if we do drop can we can we spin back around again and come straight back up there was an interesting piece by Will Keane I think or you know where he didn't exclude the possibility of staying on even if we do drop that was on TWTD today um, if memory serves me right mm, and yeah. uh, so, in, so in that sense I think that so, shows Lambert, Lambert's wider thinking and accepting the reality of where we are and the players who are coming in as well. Judge would be another one who you might think, well, you know, it might be more fun helping Ipswich get back up again rather than just, rather than... sitting on of, the bench and... Lower, in, sit, sit, the yeah, exactly, from, yeah. exactly that, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think um, all, of the, all yeah. of the signings that have been made in January have yeah. that potential. Um, yeah. But yeah, plenty yeah. of time to go and contract situations we just talked about last week as well. Um, yeah. Let's do a couple more of these. Um, Benjamin's asked us about some of the youth players, but probably that's one for for Joe. I would suggest he might know yeah. more about um, the the I, lo- of I lo- looked at that. I did, I, to,
3: I did a bit of digging on that. I'm not really. I, yeah, I, I would. I would defer to Joe's knowledge and wisdom on that. I really would. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, Brad Archer, we talked about Kwana out wide um, rather than down the middle. Yeah. Um, I suspect Quine will start after a second half, actually. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. That one. yeah. I think it's a question of match fitness, that's all. It's just getting him up to speed. But I would certainly play him out wide all the time. Just get him just, you know, putting clever balls into the box. They don't have to all to be crosses, but just, you know, connecting with Keane, with Judge, with whoever's breaking through the middle. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so I'll finish on these two. I'm going to merge mm. them together, if that's right. Um, our good friend, Mrs. Nuts. Um, could Steve Bruce's delayed appointment in his new role till Friday benefit benefit us in terms of him having been watching the cricket for a while Um, she personally would have stayed in the Caribbean for another week um, or so Uh, it's cold enough Um, and then Blue Soap I guess on the flip side of that says um, new manager bounce for Wednesday or not Um, thoughts on Bruce being up to speed having the time to embed his way of thinking and or whether the players are just going to lift themselves because they want to impress the new boss I
3: think yeah I think they will I don't think he's been completely out of the picture in recent he's been a lot of the selections a lot of the changes a lot of the tactical moves you can see like this played a diamond against luton they played four four a more conventional four four two feels like maybe yeah exactly so no you're absolutely right no he's he's i think i think bruce has already been at a distance he's you know he's you know there's only so much so much sun you can take i'd reckon He'll he'll be he'll be quietly just Looking, but he just needed to be out of the heat of the out of the pressure of it all. I think just to get to get to give himself that space. So, um, I don't think there's necessarily a huge advantage in that. But I do think him being physically in the stadium. Will add a percentage to the players because when you're live at a game, you'll have seen, the, seen them a bit in training, I presume, and you'll have had lots of feedback from Agnew. But when you're live at the game, then you can then he can then start picking up on all the small details that, yep. yeah, that that you just simply can't see watching it in Barbados or wherever he has been. And the players then, are likely to raise good that. That's a question. Game, yeah, it's a good question. Though they will, oh, they will raise the, yeah, yeah, they will raise the game, no doubt about that. Yeah.
2: Cool. Thank you for that, Harry, and thanks for the questions. Um, sorry for the ones we didn't um, get time to read out. Um, do you want to quickly do your plugs? We we usually talk about the 16th of February, but the good news is that that is now sold out. Sold, sold <laughs> which out. Which is brilliant. brilliant. Um, great and... fun there's some I think there's some chat from Ben about um, if you've got tickets for the last one and sort out refunds and all that stuff I think tickets yeah. are being honoured for if you can still make it which is great um, if you can't and want a refund then uh, give Ben a shout or our Twitter feed um, yeah. so maybe we might tease a few bits and pieces maybe a bit closer to the time as well but we're yeah. both very excited for that one aren't we
3: yeah, it should be a great, great evening. I'm really looking forward to it. It'd be great to see everybody. It should be, and it should be a good laugh. I've seen some of the some of the preliminary work that's going on, and it, there is a lot of work going on for it. So it should be, as I say, oh, it'll be, it should be a royally entertaining evening. Yeah, it should sorry. be good fun. Yeah.
2: Do your plugs, Harry. Yeah,
3: um, yep. Yeah, the notes should go up on TWTD lunchtime tomorrow at um, yeah, lunchtime tomorrow at, they can be found on my Twitter feed. If not on the TWTD front page, on at Harry from Bath. Or anything I ever post on any of the blogs, any of the match previews with all the formations, the videos from previous games, it all goes up on there. So um, at Harry from Bath or on the front page of TWTD.
2: Fantastic stuff. And Thank you, you can find me at Ips Rich and all of our channel, yeah. all of our content at Blue Monday ICFC. And yeah. um, Harry, another fantastic, um, fun show. I really enjoyed that. Che- thank you Great it. fun. And um, so. enjoy the snow. Hopefully, maybe it'll make an appearance. Yeah. I'm waving yeah, you goodbye know, I... with my <laughs> Town flat gloves on. Um, stay safe, oh, everyone. Yeah. And um, yeah. are we back next yeah. week? I'm trying to think. What's happening next week?
3: I don't know. I think there. I think there Is might a be a game. I don't know. No, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. We, there might be a game next week. We'll, I'll look, oh. I haven't checked the fixtures actually. We'll, we'll I'll look it up over the weekend and see who I'm we've got next. I'm sure there's. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. What'll be will be. (laughs) Yep. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, Cheers, Harry. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.
1: about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant